Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Here we are uh, on End Times Friday, uh, first of, first week of December, and uh, very exciting stuff going on in the world, interesting enough. And as we're trying to relate it all, we, uh, as you know, uh, everybody, we tape these ahead of time. And because of Thanksgiving, uh, we're doing this before Thanksgiving. And uh, the election happened in America. Uh, mm-hmm. And at the moment... Uh, by the time this airs, people will, will know. Uh, well, we'll know maybe about the uh, House. Georgia won't know yeah, yet. <laughs> we, we won't know about the Senate. But um, the results so far, and this is a couple days now after the election, is uh, Republicans have the lead of the House uh, seats, but not a majority yet. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's still in play. Senate looks like it's going to be... Uh, you know, 50 Democrat, 49 Republican, or 50-50, uh, uh, depending mm-hmm. on what happens in Georgia. Um, and that's going to be a runoff, which isn't going to happen until the first week of December. So, right, uh, right. We're going to be in limbo about that. Um, and we'll see about the House, you know, what happens with that. So um, as you look at that, um, it's basically... I believe that it, it, it means that there's spiritual things going on, and we'll talk a little bit about it, uh, that normally, and this, mm-hmm. this is under normal uh, voting patterns, uh, when a party who's got control has such a lousy economy. Right. Inflation uh, being so high, and, gas you know, prices so high. You know, people, people having a hard people time. really struggling. Yeah, yeah. P- paying bills. Mm-hmm. Um, they generally just vote the other way, um, right? And uh, and so then there's a, a big movement toward the other direction, and so that would be normal. Well, in this case, uh, it looks like it's about the same as it was prior, which is uh, kind of everybody's close to being even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the Senate likely will go Democrat, and the House maybe maybe go Republican. But because of the way that the voting now is structured uh, about law mm-hmm. and veto is uh, originally it was it was just majority vote. Mm-hmm. But it, it became all these rules that they put in place. So really, in essence, you need 60% of the vote to be able to pass anything. Mm-hmm. And because of the division that occurs between both parties, neither one of them are willing to talk to each other. And so if you want it, well, then I don't. If, if you want it, right. then I don't. So and really very little actually gets done. So very little gets done. So I think the mm-hmm. implication of this is um, there's not going to be any uh, movement in any real progression of any kind because the parties are so 
close to each other in power mm-hmm. that this this election did not move a mandate you know one way or the other and it, i think all it means is yeah not much is going to happen uh now by the way and, and remember you and i have been talking about this spiritually that um as paul tries to and, which, and we'll see this here in a second but um uh, it's about when john saw the end mm-hmm. you know i'm going to take you to see it write down what you see right okay well he saw this um and he described it that in language that he could relate to at the moment that he could yeah. relate to and that obviously was symbolism of things that that you know like a locust you know maybe that's a helicopter mm-hmm. and you know uh, uh people uh back and forth throughout the earth as airplanes but he didn't know what that was so um he describes it that yes there's going to be a tribulation mm-hmm Yes, there's going to be uh, Antichrist, a beast, and then Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to become God. Mid-trib is going to declare God. That brings on God's wrath, the Battle of Armageddon because of trying to eliminate Israel, and then Christ's return. Um, Those are all all going to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, now if it's going to happen, well, then there has to be a process to get to that point. Right. Uh, so there are dominoes that need to fall. Right, and things right. And, thing, and things have yeah. to be put in place mm-hmm. so that it happens. And so that's why we have to be always be careful that our prayer or our thought is, well, the election, obviously, there was something wrong with the election. We got to go fight it. And uh, we got to get things straightened out so that we get back our country and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if it's if it's in the sequence of this, you're actually praying against what God is up to. Uh, right, right. It's really it's really interesting. I just had a uh, just an example of this. Um, just had a call uh, from a uh, a friend, and um, he was talking to me about a, a very oppressive uh, feelings that came upon him. And um, it was hard, it was heavy, and it was difficult. Um, and mm-hmm. so so he typically would have said, well, I guess it's Satan attacking me. I got I to gotta rebuke it. But, mm-hmm. but he said, hey, Rich, and he called me. He said, hey, Rich, I've learned something. <laughs> and I've, a- I've actually put it to practice. Don't pra- assume. <laughs> I, I put it, that's right. I put it to practice is that I had this experience and it was something I've mm-hmm. never had before. And it was, it was very heavy, very deep and very oppressive, real stuff happening to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I did is instead of saying, God, take it away, I rebuked the enemy, fix it. He said, Father, what do you have to say about this? Mm-hmm. And God says to him, this isn't the enemy, this is me. Mm. Um, I'm doing it because I need to take you deeper into something that you've kind of dismissed of the way other people actually live. And Mm. I needed you to experience this so that you had more empathy for it. And then I have to show you the remedy of this. Wow. So that you can offer it because I'm I'm about ready to bring you a bunch of people for that. And, uh, And so as we look at the political landscape or we look at the cultural landscape, um, 
in our mind, and because we associate uh, God with righteousness, with justice, with holiness, and shouldn't we have that operate here on earth, you know, in the culture and in, mm-hmm. in the government and, and hey, God, what, why, why don't you and how come? And, and I'm going to pray for that. And God says, well, um, if you already understand that there's something in play, you know, and again, just take the, uh, I'll just take a really very profound and very simple truth. Think about Jesus mm-hmm. and, and even his disciples perspective on Jesus going to his death was what? Oh, they didn't want him to, obviously. I'll never let that happen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we're not going to let that happen to you. No, no, no. Of course not. And God says, well, uh, and this is to Peter in, in Matthew 16, uh, son, get behind me, Satan. Right. Uh, because you have the things of men in mind, not the things of God. And right. in order for Christ to have to go to the cross... He had to be arrested. He had to mm-hmm. be sentenced by Pilate. He had to be crucified unjustly. And All of which looked bad at the time. Was it was it good? Was it no. righteous? Would we have preferred right. something different? Yes, but God's will, including, mm-hmm. you know, and again, this is one of the very profound questions that I get asked a lot, and it's hard to explain it. Well, if Jesus knew Judas was going to betray him, Mm-hmm. then why didn't he get rid of him? <laughs> right. Uh, well, because it was part of the whole process necessary for him to hand him over at the uh, Garden of Gethsemane and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and to get these soldiers there to take him away. You know, So um, we have to be careful not to believe, well, I think I know better, even when logically, mm-hmm. you know, of course it would be nice to get the culture back. But... Uh, God says, well, if the, if the end is in play or coming, it has to happen this way. It, it has to be set up so an Antichrist gets into power. Right. Uh, so, you know, don't, don't uh, break it. So we're going to talk about this. Um, and one thing we do know, and this is what's spoken in Scripture, is it says as things approach to the end, uh, the culture, the environment... Uh, the spiritual vitality changes and certain things happen, uh, which we can, mm-hmm. we can verify. So go to Isaiah 55, excuse me, Isaiah 5, Isaiah chapter 5, five. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a little bit long, but go ahead and read it. Uh, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's start with, uh, uh, yeah, let's just, let's just start. We'll go ahead and just read the whole thing and then we can, we can kind okay. of talk about it. Sure. Oh, it is long. All right. (laughs) Um, Now let me sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. He dug it up and cleared out its stones and planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in its midst and also made a wine press in it. So he expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, please, between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why then, when I expected it to bring forth good grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? And now, please, tell me what you, tell me, oh, sorry. And now, please, let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard. 
I will take away its hedge, and it shall be burned, and break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will lay it waste, it shall not be pruned or dug, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain on it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are his pleasant plant. He looked for justice, but behold, oppression. For righteousness, but behold, a cry for help. Woe to those who join house to house. They add field to field till there is no place where they may dwell alone in the midst of the land. In my hearing, the Lord of hosts said, truly many houses shall be desolate, great and beautiful ones without inhabitant. For 10 acres of vineyard shall yield one bath and a omer of seed shall yield one ephah. Woe to those who rise early in the morning that they may follow intoxicating drink who continue until night till wine inflames them. The harp and the strings, the tambourine and the flute and the wine are in their feast, but they do not regard the work of the Lord nor consider the operation of his hands. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore, Sheol has enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure. Their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he who is jubilant shall descend into it. People shall be brought down, each man shall be humbled, and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God who is holy shall be hallowed in righteousness. Then the lambs shall feed in their pasture, and in the waste places of the fat ones strangers shall eat. Woe to those who draw iniquity with cords of vanity, and sin as if with a cart rope that say, let him make speed and hasten his work, that we may see it. And let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw near and come, that we may know it. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Okay, that's good right there. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, he's describing... Well, what should happen is uh, bounty mm-hmm. and blessing. Um, that was the intention. Right. Everything was set up that way. Uh, but something happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically says the, uh, uh, the vineyard that was planted to be good turned out to be oppressive. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wound up itself basically turning on itself and everything about it turned out not to be uh, bountiful and fruitful. Mm-hmm. He says, so because of it, uh, by the way, he says, not because I didn't set it up that way. It's because of the free will that mm-hmm. they had that they rejected my opportunity to give them the blessing and as a result of that, I'm going to bring judgment and basically just get rid of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, um, you know, let me let me help you understand a couple of things. Uh, he says, uh, woe to those who draw iniquity with cords of vanity. Okay. Um, mm. Now, iniquity, uh, how you remember, let's let's try to understand the, the pure definition of iniquity. What's iniquity? Iniquity is sin. Okay, and what's that? What causes that? Um, 
self, self. you know, not, not being with God. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it's just God. really simple. It's that you've chosen to go off on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you are, are pulling a card of iniquity and he said, you're pulling it with a rope of vanity. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying is, and by the way, you're justifying it as, mm-hmm. isn't this a good idea? And I know better. Mm, right. uh, he said, so what you're doing is you're not walking with me and you're justifying not walking with me mm-hmm. as, as if it's okay. And, and, and aren't I doing a good thing? He said, well, mm. woe to you that think that way. And then he, then he makes this interesting statement. Um, woe to those who call evil good and good evil and put darkness for light and light for darkness, bitter for sweet, sweet for bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's just take the simplicity of good becoming evil and evil becoming good. Um, let's look at uh, abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible, what does the Bible call abortion? Evil. Right. Okay, a lot of believers, the world for sure, but a lot of believers are saying, well, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, on, on what basis are you saying that? Well, it seems good to me that if, you know, if, if somebody decides that, that, that prior to the baby right. being born for their own benefit and for that kid's benefit, and isn't that love and isn't that a good idea? Um, and so what has happened is that good or uh, has become evil and evil has become good uh, through a transformation process of uh, pulling the cart with vanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, really that, deciding on our own. Deciding on our own. What and we I, think it and should I, be. And I justify it, mm-hmm. you know, as okay. So that, um, and now it's getting, it's kind of getting to the absurd of in our culture, you know, so that, right. you know, we already know that, you know, gay marriage, uh, just this last week or two, some churches around the country and in international have come out with with absolute directives that we are changing our policy so that we sanction and and encourage gay marriage. Mm. Uh, wow. Well, the Bible isn't fuzzy about that. Right. Um, now, I'm not talking about how you treat people. I'm not talking about... I was going to say, loving them well and uh, honoring them, all of yeah. these things is separate from... But, yeah, yeah, but, but not... The right to define but marriage certainly, is God's. <laughs> Certainly in our ministry, certainly in our church, mm-hmm. we we can't go before God and say, well, yeah, we're going to declare that this is now a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just turned evil to good and good to evil. Right. Because what did you do? Well, it's really simple. How does that happen? I have lost the essence of good. Mm-hmm. And what's good based on is based on God. Mm-hmm. It's based on the truth of God. He's given us truth, which is the word that is immutable. What's called, it stands all, all alone by itself and it stands on its own and it's true. And we have everything that's defined as good is around that definition. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way I could transform it is if I stop reading that, that definition. Um, right. And I don't go back to it and I don't compare 
what is happening to what the word says. I just stop looking at the word pretty mm-hmm. soon. And my, begin to redefine and make your own definition. I redefine it. And, and, uh, and so now, um, I've, I've given a, a definition of it so that, um, the, the, uh, like in, like in schools, uh, where even, uh, where people are trying to have, uh, you know, Christian gatherings and some of the schools are saying, well, you can't gather anymore be- mm-hmm. because, because, because you actually have hate speech and because you have hate speech, we're going to reject you. And of course we, you know, somebody would say, what, what are you talking about? Hate speech. I don't, right. I don't have hate speech. Well, because you preach this Bible stuff that mm-hmm. is against what we've decided is good, you're the ones that are evil and we're the good ones. Right. And we're going to come against you, you know. And so the flipping and what God is saying is that the culture that's going to bring about judgment mm-hmm. is good becomes evil and evil becomes good. Light becomes dark, dark becomes light to the people who are experiencing it. And they've redefined it. Right. Okay. Now, um, as we head toward the tribulation and the end times, again, this is going to happen, see? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we got to be careful as we experience it happening that we don't say, well, I've got to, I have to reverse this. Mm-hmm. I've got to stop it. I see it. It's bad. It's not good. Uh, it doesn't mean by the way, that, uh, the, that you're not called to speak into it, to, to, uh, be, be part of it. Uh, it's just be careful that you don't think it has to be done. Right. So that it justifies, you know, the Christian life. Yeah. You know, and I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Then, then I'd like to hear what you're going to say there is that um, ADF, uh, Alliance for Defending Freedom, um, they're purposely built to defend, mm-hmm. to defend laws that are coming against believers. Um, and they work at it all the time. And they're the people mm-hmm. who work for ADF, which we actually uh, partner with. Uh, they work at it all the time and they're called to. Uh, now they also, and we talked to them, they don't think that their work is actually going to fully reverse the culture from good to evil and evil to good. They said, we're just going to impact it as we can and are called to, mm-hmm. and we're going to be faithful to that. But we don't have any pretension to thought, think that what we're going to do is, is have everybody go back to the, to what it should be because the culture is going to become more and more wicked and they see evil becoming good and good, good becoming right. evil. You were going to, you were going to say something there. As yeah. Well. I was going to say one of the things that I think is interesting as you watch all this is we are you know called to stand up for the oppressed and things like this. And so you'll know, organizations like ADF stepping in and absolutely standing up for truth as God calls and leads. I think where we have to be careful as believers is in this, you know, kind of a fine line between um, standing on truth and putting our hope in something that that God may or may not be promising at this point um, is an important thing to, to pay attention that we don't allow ourselves to be ruled by the spirit of resignation right, either. Right. Um, and so I think there, there's this fine line, and I'm, I may not make complete sense of this because I'm still wrestling out in my mind, but this fine line between resignation of this is just where we're going and this is how it's going to be and putting our hope in it changing rather than 
the fact that fighting the spirit of resignation here is hope in that God is fulfilling what he says he will fulfill. Right. And so our, we should not allow ourselves just because some of these things may be coming and they do have to come at some point to then go to a spirit of resignation. Instead, that should spur a spirit of hope. And what do we do in this place, God, to still stand on truth, to still shine light, to still stand up for the oppressed in the middle of a world that is going to have to go this way, because your word is still promising hope in the middle of it, not necessarily hope that that goes away, but hope that your resolution ultimately is coming. And right. so we still stand with you in carrying out your plan, yes. not in a place of resignation, but a place of hope. Yeah. And then uh, also, and I just had a conversation with a group uh, just yesterday about this, is that, and they were, they were kind of looking at uh, some of these cultural changes and uh, man, it seems difficult and heavy and, and uh, how are we going to handle this? And I said, well, um, I said, even when you think of things like gay marriage or you think of abortion, um, there's a law about it and it allows it, permits it. Mm -hmm. I said, but um, as far as you're concerned, um, what really then are you called to do? Well, your influence is, mm -hmm. is your family your extended family, your inner circle, your church, your, mm -hmm. your small group, is that um, it's really now boils down to, yeah, the possibility is there, but wouldn't it be great if you could process through to your family and then to your church or your inner circle when they're faced with these choices? Mm -hmm. It's legally possible, but spiritually, if they learn truth from you because you're yes. facilitating that, you actually have fulfilled remaining good. Mm -hmm. uh, so be careful uh, on a global basis. Yeah, we would like that doesn't prevent us from being very active with this and to be very right. influ Absolutely. In influential with it and then see how far that might, that might go. And again, you may be called, there's some people that are called to, to work on a more uh, broader basis in, in government mm -hmm. or in uh, the courts, et cetera. And, that, and that's a good thing. Uh, so it's never to go to resignation, right? Uh, it's just to say, okay, help me understand it. Uh, where is it? If it's, if it's in process and this is going to happen to get to the end, actually it'd be, okay, I don't want to fight against it, but how do you want me to operate within that, mm -hmm. uh, while I get prepared for it? So, uh, it's, it's really an important discussion, but one thing that we can be assured of, and we're seeing it is, is before the judgment comes good becomes evil and evil becomes good. And now, mm -hmm. and now if we, if we could, you know, if we had a call-in show and everybody could call us and say, here's what I've seen, we would mm -hmm. probably be on the phone for the next two to three hours. Right, uh, right. Uh, man, you won't, you won't believe this. You won't believe this. You won't believe this. This used to be considered good. Now it's not considered, it's considered mm -hmm. evil and evil is now considered good. So there's a flipping. Right. Uh, of it and it's necessary to happen and and so uh we can observe it we can we can be part of it and and the key for us is don't get caught up in that transition mm -hmm. so that we're not supporting something that is is evil and we're calling it good that's our first uh really challenge before god is you know son well do you understand good um, right. and don't buy some of this other stuff that's going on and come back to the word come back to the spirit and let me show you the good and trust the good 
and promote the good. You know, so we'll we'll talk mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk more about this next time. We're going to get into a discussion of, of Paul in in uh, Timothy where he talks about. Uh, what happens to the culture? He gets very specific about it. So we'll we'll mm-hmm. talk about that next. But uh, uh, be encouraged uh, and uh, don't don't fret. Uh, God knows uh, what's happening, where and what is going to happen. And our role is just to learn how to process, follow, mm-hmm. and get ready for for what He wants us to to understand. Right. The other thing I would just encourage people in the midst of this before we sign off is as we are seeing more good become evil and evil become good. Um, again, to fight off that, that spirit of resignation, look around and get with your Christian brothers and sisters and share the stories. Because I'm telling you real rich and I were on a call this morning. And if you guys could have a five minute window into some of the calls of things that we're hearing of how God is moving in mighty and miraculous ways and bringing reconciliation and bringing people to him and speaking life and abundance into things this, yes, all of this is going on. The good is becoming evil. Evil is becoming good. But at the same time, we have a mighty God who is doing a mighty work yeah. right at the same time that we need to keep our eyes on so that we don't go to the spirit of resignation and we draw our strength from him in times that should make us weary. We will be strong in him because of what he is capable of doing and doing in our midst. Yeah. Amen so. to that. Yep. Well, we'll, we'll uh, send your questions in uh, at uh, afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com, and we'll uh, uh, be happy to discuss it. And uh, uh, if you got questions and wondering about, uh, particularly about these things of the end, you know, we'd love to talk to you about them. So, Absolutely. Have a great afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Okay. All right. See you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.